At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome back in. It's the third and final hour of prime time action. Still so much to get to before we wrap things up. We'll give you our plays for round number two and any in-tournament plays there at the Open Championship. We'll discuss that here in about 45 minutes. Also preview the late slate. There is one more game still to come in Major League Baseball in about 45 minutes time. Good pitching matchup between the Brewers and the Giants tonight. Wes Reynolds, you've got to play on that. We'll get to that in a little bit. Talk some divisional odds as well. As we get ready to uh, update the scores here, a couple of, uh, of interesting updates in, in our little decent baseball betting patathlon. Wes, uh, Kevin Gaussman, he's been pulled. So he has the, been. The Hail Mary has come yeah, to an end. It's okay. Yeah, we, we gave it a run, uh, but the uh, dream is over. We will not be winning, or I will not be winning the MLB pentathlon. You guys uh, we, oh. You guys still have you're, – you're still breathing. Framber Valdez, 47 pitches, five strikeouts. Again, we need our Hail Mary at 10-1. to 1. We took Framber Valdez, 10 or more strikeouts, plus an Astros win. It is 2-0 Astros in the bottom of the third, and uh, Kelly Bidlin, Framber – Got five strikeouts, so we're half we're halfway home. We're up to five. Mm-hmm. We're up to five. Let's, Let's go, go, baby! Play the sound. Piper yeah. Hawks. Who, who's, who's the leader in the clubhouse right now? Is 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 it Gill? Gill is numbers game. And and he did some very good contest strategy. And look, we're going to get into contests here over the next month. Yep. Going to be signing up for the uh, the Circa Million and the Westgate Super Contest, the Gold Nugget Contest. William Hill, I think, as a college challenge. There's some others out here as well. And that's what you'll see with contest strategy, especially if you have like a smaller contest, like a, something like a Gold Nugget. You used to see this all the time where guys knew what was going to get bet behind them. 
So you have to play the same thing to be kind of defensive because you're anticipating what people are taking based on like line movement or if you have stale numbers. So contest strategy, you know, that's what you got to do to win these things. Gil Alexander, who, yes, is, is leader in the clubhouse right now. I believe he matched who was Scott Seidenberg, number two in the standings right now, entering tonight. They played the same exact prop. Uh, in the meantime, Grammar Valdez, 50th pitch of the night. Oh, I thought that was going to strike him. Come on. I thought that was going to be it. That was a check swing at the dirt. He's at 50. Look, we feel pretty good here. He's at, got a one-two count. He's through 50 pitches, five strikeouts already. I mean, this he's already gotten two strikeouts in this inning, so we're only in the bottom of the third. I got to like where, where we are at. Uh, Kelly, I'll let you know if he gets another K here. Yeah, I had, um, uh, I had some technical difficulties uh, behind what? me. So print out 10 more Ks because he's probably going to hit 15. You can hang him right up this, the banner Yeah, we're right going up top. I'm going to okay. do it next break. Okay. How about the rest of the scores? What do we got? Oh, there's other games going on? Like, I mean, you, you think there's other games going on? People care about okay. Also, Framber, like, we don't need you throwing pickoff, all right? Just get, strike the guy out. No, <laughs> nobody needs a pickoff, okay? Throw the throw the pitch to the plate and strike the guy wasted out. Motion. Yeah, wasted uh, motion. Yeah, wasted motion. Reds and Yankees, that game is all tied up at one apiece. We are in the bottom of the seventh inning. Live numbers off the board. Braves up on the Nationals 5-2. to two. That game in the bottom of the seventh. If you wanted to get in live on the Nationals, they are 10-1 to one on the money line. Nine and a half, your live total, juiced to the under at minus 140. Royals 2, Blue Jays 1. That game in the top of the seventh, Royals uh, minus 120, Blue Jays minus 110. Blue Jays minus 110, guys? Oh, we're in the seventh inning. Oh, Look, they've looked so disinterested all night against this double-A lineup of because Because they had that kind of emotional win last night, too. Yeah. You know, that the first game, manager, coach gets fired. We see that in the NHL. We see that in the NBA. We saw it in baseball last night. And they were absolutely all over the Phillies. So now uh, it's going to be 2-1 to one going into the bottom of the seventh. Both starters out for both teams. The Guardians have a 3 to nothing lead over the Tigers. That game also in the bottom Tristan of the seventh. Tristan McKenzie, uh, 10 strikeouts, by the way, uh, through seven innings. So he would have been the guy. Where was that? Ring him up, bump. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Th- oh, this is big. 3-2 pitch now. For, that was definitely a ball, but whatever. It, it was on the corner of the, of the of the box that the TV gives us. Okay, come on. Big, th- big three. We're hanging on this 3-2 pitch. Get out of play. Thank you. Foul ball. Into the stand. I feel like he did a great job to make contact on that, too. Ring, Rengifo, like. who I've never heard of, who's the cleanup hitter for the Angels. It tells you how, how the, how the, yeah. not the mighty, I wouldn't want to arm wrestle. If, if That's he, sure. Yeah, no kidding. Nice but if he's game. your cleanup hitter, you're probably not winning a lot of games. And obviously, the Halos are not currently right now at 39 and 50 and getting worse. I mean, what, a 71 win pace team that was 84 and a half on the win right. total got off to a great I, start. I mean, there were there was optimism for the Halos earlier yeah. this year. Even even uh, the cynical Jonathan Von Tobel, who is our resident Angels fan here at VSIN, was like, you know, maybe there is something because he's always like, you know, whenever there's optimism, he's like, Okay, just you wait. Right. Just right. you wait. That bullpen is no good. That rotation isn't deep enough. And then he proves to be right every single year. Elsewhere in the majors, Red Sox with a three to nothing lead over the Rays. That came in the bottom of the seventh inning. Live numbers currently off the board. Dodgers up two to zip over the Cardinals. Top of the seventh. Live numbers off the board there as well. White Sox two to one lead 
over the Twins. That game in the top of the fourth. White Sox minus 190. Twins plus 155. Nine and a half year live total. Mets with a 4 to nothing lead over the Cubs. That game in the top of the fourth. If you wanted to hop in live on the Cubs, you can get plus 850 on the money line or take four and a half runs at minus 120. Nine and a half is your live total. The Rangers with a 4 to nothing lead over the Mariners, top of the third inning. Rangers minus 875 live. Mariners plus 575. 9.5 is your total. And 2 to nothing Astros over the Angels. I think you've heard enough about that. Live numbers currently off the board. Oh, Fr- Framber had him 1-2 and went, uh, went curveball 3-2 and two in the dirt. Did not get him to chase. Thanks, so. up. Don't, wor- don't worry, Ben. They're having the players-only meeting. That's definitely going to fix everything. That's going to fix everything. First and second. Uh, two, it's, well, it's Joe Adele coming up, who, uh, who was basically a guy who essentially whiffed every single time he was up last year. He's gotten a little better this year, but that's a, that is a strikeout candidate right there. The, the other scoring, too, since we last updated things, Matt Olson, 16th homer of the year west for the Braves. So after they blew that early 2-0 lead, they are uh, back on top. Another good start for Kyle Wright, who's been one of those unheralded guys yeah. this year. Six and a third now on 96 pitches. His ERA back down under three this year. Really impressive campaign for the young righty. Two on for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays here, bottom of the seventh. Nobody out. It is still Cutter Crawford. Uh, great name, by the way, for a pitcher great. in the game. Uh, uh, hasn't allowed a run, but he's in a jam here. Three nothing, by the way. Red Sox lead in the bottom of the seventh, and then uh, of course uh, Dodgers up two nothing. That top was, of the seventh. yeah. That was a Will Smith double, his twelfth of the year. So and look, Dakota. Hudson, so he got jiggy with it. Yeah, he, I knew that was. Da, 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 West Reynolds. You always can count on it at least. At least once. At least once. Uh, Dakota Hudson hasn't pitched bad. 83, 83 pitches through six innings. Uh, has only been touched up for five hits, but uh, giving up the uh, the two runs there as we go to the top of the seventh. And we got an 0-2 count, boys. It's okay. The ump's going to hose us again. Dude, be, be, be a little optimistic here. If we get six strikeouts through 60 pitches, like we're... Kelly is bleeding back there like the late, like Hawk Harrelson would do. <laughs> like, no, no. No, you know, you know, Valdez is doing everything he can, but you know, when the the umps are holding you back, it just makes your job impossible. What, now he's we, racking up the pitches because the umps are putting guys on base. Yeah, I know. Like we've had a lot of these hail mary prop plays again today. Final day of the pentathlon. Oh, you got to be kidding me! Did that, that actually and two hit, and he him? hit him? Yeah, zero oh, and two, and he hit him. Never mind, Framer. I give you too much, too much credit. He hit him. Yeah, he did hit him. Uh, but of these, all these kind of we for part of the pentathlon here with these props. So a lot of. Like people like our teams like us, the Viper Hawks, who have a lot of ground to make up, going with sort of the the Hail Mary mm-hmm. uh, play. I know. So Adam Burke, he had a seven to one. He was in last place, uh, seven to one long shot. He went with the what was it, Kelly? I think it was the home run prop at it seven was, uh, to one. I think it was Nathaniel Lowe. Uh, yeah, by on, the way, on Lowe uh, there for uh, who I, I think is due up next inning here in the bottom mm-hmm. of the third. By the way, Rangers up four to nothing already on the Seattle Mariners. Ah, very quick start to their backing Martin Perez. So like that was a long shot one. I believe the nightcap, the show coming up next. They have a a, a similar thing we did here, West, with the dual yep. pitcher team performance. Mm-hmm. They took Corbin Burns over uh, or eleven strikeouts or more plus a Brewers win that pays seven to one. Uh, so we've got again the Framber ten strikeouts or more and the Astros win that pays ten to one. And then some of the other ones, a couple that have. So West, you're not going to get there. You had Gausman no. most K's only five today for Gausman at fourteen to one. Uh, we had. 
the the both teams to score no was the odds on choice in this Kansas City uh, Toronto game. They weren't that far yeah. off. It's only a two. Thinking one they game. were calling and and look, I get the logic. Totally they were calling it. up guys off the street, right? You know, totally so get it. So they would have needed one team to get uh, shut Ottawa out. Ottawa Storm Chase or <laughs> not Ottawa uh, Omaha. Yeah, Storm Omaha Chasers. Storm. Yeah, the, they might have been from Ottawa. Essentially, the Omaha Storm Chasers. Yeah, going north of the border there into Toronto. I, there was one show I, I think that just uh, they threw in the towel. They didn't even submit a pick. Uh, so that was that was interesting. They're they were, starting their vacation they're starting. already. <laughs> uh, they're, so anyway, it, it's been a very fascinating night. And then I think uh, so. Framber Valdez, his strikeout normal prop, which we talked about earlier, was six and a half. I know one show betting across America, they just wanted to get in the green. They punted on the potential for a championship. They they took a plus one hundred price there on Framber over six and a half. So as we talk about, I mean, and I think you make a really good point too, Wes, on figuring out contest strategy because a lot of people will be getting whether it's mm-hmm. on the East Coast, the DraftKings, mm-hmm. the football contest that- you. Have. That, it is that so is some, interesting. That is something I did uh, for football contests uh, with my partner, who also is employed by this network. That would have been Jeff Parles. And there were times, look, the Circa picks were due earlier on a Saturday. 3 so, p.m., right? Yeah, Locally. so we would get what the consensus is. And look, what Brady Cannon always tells me, uh, you want to beat the consensus every single week. At least try to beat the consensus. So with the super contest at the Westgate picks being due later, I think due at like 11 o'clock, they were due late at night on Saturday night, you could kind of play a different strategy with the super contest than you do with the Circa Million because you have several more hours and then kind of look and see, okay, because the consensus are probably going to be very similar in like both contests. Right. I think it's a good point you make, and it's one of those things we get so tied up in like in trying to find the yeah find the teams we like and how mm-hmm. the lines are moving. But at the end of the day, so much of this is is sort of that pseudo game theory yeah. uh, contest. The the you know the the way you look at okay figuring out like figuring out what other people are going mm-hmm. to do is half the battle. A lot it, of time. Uh, yeah, picking winners is half the battle, but it's not the whole thing. You got to yeah. kind of try to plan. Okay, what do we think the other majority is going to take? And you know, oftentimes you don't want to be on that majority side. I know Chris and Uck, Las Vegas Chris on the network here always says that. You don't want to be on the sides necessarily everybody else is on. Meanwhile, what, what happened to Framber Kelly? Walk, just walked in this a run? Is, this inning is turning terrible now. I know. mean, he was in... I think he had, three straight walks, right? And yeah. he just walked uh, in a uh, run. Walk, hit, batter, walk, hit, batter, walk. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, things are getting dicey. Come on, give us some hope. Just get out of the inning. Get a strikeout, whatever. Uh, also, a big home run. Grand Slam in Minnesota. We'll tell you about that next here on Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is primetime action on a Thursday night with a uh, new addition to the desk. Not, It's not a person. We have Wes Reynolds next to me, Ben Wilson. If we, if we pull frame out a little bit. Jeremy Wengel, our expert technical director, he's going to show you in the business how you do the little pan out. We've got the strikeout counters up, Wes Reynolds. Mm -hmm. We've got them up. So, does get out of the inning unscathed. It was bases loaded after he walked in a run, but we're up to five strikeouts now. Got out of it, didn't get a K, but the Viper Hawks, Wes, we're we're halfway there. Bang! With the expert expertise of one Kelly Bidlin, and I, my OCD tendencies came into play here. As I was, oh yeah, it was I great was having you uh, for this, Ben, because otherwise it, they'd be they'd be slowly slanting down to the right or something like <laughs> I that. I contributed nothing to it. By Wes the way, Wes just sat there. He was like, "Yeah, you guys are, just keep doing the thing. You got it." <laughs> Sixty-four pitches, by the way, for Valdez here in the uh, so, now through three innings. So you got to think, okay. Look, He's going to get through five. You get two strikeouts each of the next two innings. You get to nine. Yeah. He's probably coming out for the six. And at that point, you mm-hmm. you take your chances. So, mm-hmm. And he's got the bottom of the order. Yeah, you're going to need a, a clean inning, I think. And then you guys got a real shot at this. What's funny is, so we were ta- kind of bemoaning the lack of control and the issues there for Framber. The last start against the Angels, it was the same deal. Five walks, but 13 strikeouts. So this is clearly at least a sign that his stuff is good. He just doesn't really know where the ball's going, at yeah. least so far. Not yeah, even yeah, that last is. inning was weird because he looked so sharp at the beginning yeah, of it, and then it I'm was saying. like he has no idea where the ball's going right now. By the end of it, you just were kind of like, okay. This I mean, it was a beautiful adventure. 0 2, and then and then hits the guy in the foot. Like, well, and ooh. and and speaking of, uh, we do have a blown lead now down here in Tampa. This was three to nothing. Cutter Crawford left him in, and uh, might have left him in a little bit too long. We are all tied down there in Tampa, wow. three apiece. Three apiece in that one, and then and Luis, still two uh, on and one still, out. Wow. So they are still uh, still batting their bottom of the 7-3-3 between Boston and Tampa. And then Luis Robert, starting to, again, those bats for the White Sox starting to wake up. Yeah. It is a grand slam. This is a big Man. series for them uh, against Minnesota. This is a statement series. You know, I know 
there's so many games and we're only halfway through the season, but you know, and I don't want to overstate it, but it does feel like it's a statement series really for the white Sox that you got to say, okay, we are still in this race and we are still the team to beat. And that's the way to prove it is to beat up on the team ahead of you, which they're doing tonight off of uh, Sonny Gray. So he's had a very up and down past few weeks now for Minnesota. 6-1 game there for the Sox. That was Paul Spore's uh, dog bet of the night. 5-3 Rays uh, now, wow. by the way. That Five is... run inning here in the bottom of the <laughs> seven for the Rays and maybe adding one more is uh, going to try to throw the runner out at home. Well, clearly They're going to be able to do that, though. Yeah. Uh, Diaz thrown out at home, but nevertheless, five runs already for the Rays here in the seven. Five spot for Tampa to retake the lead there over Boston. Five three bottom seven, and then Gavin Lux, fourth homer of the year. Lux, who's you know the, the playing time has been up and down, hasn't really been able to establish himself in that Dodger order. West, but a two run two run homer there, and it's now four zip to the Dodgers. Another a great outing for for Dodger pitching, and from the guys you would have expected coming into the year. This time, Tyler Anderson, who finally had his win streak snapped in his uh, I believe his last start. He's been very good today in Bush Stadium. Yeah, no question about it. I thought maybe he was going to struggle a little bit, but so far, uh, so good for Tyler Anderson. That's the thing. Like, you know, making it up on the Dodgers is so hard to do, and the San Diego Padres have absolutely found that out, uh, by the way, and they lose again this afternoon in Colorado. It's like you you look up, you have a bad week or two, and bang, you're like the Padres. You're going to be nine games back when Hall's actually nine and a half back, assuming the Dodgers hold on uh, to this 4 nothing lead there going to the bottom of the seventh. But the Cardinals are a big part of this as well because they will now temporarily likely drop to two and a half back in Milwaukee as we take a look at the NL Central odds, and we'll get into our full preview, full thoughts of the Brewer-Giants game. Wes has a play there, as we'll, uh, we'll take a look at that in our next segment. But uh, this, this division, Wes, is shaping up to be – uh, one of the tighter ones in all of baseball, mm-hmm. we kind of like kind of how we talked about the AL Central, where that's more of a three-team race there with Minnesota, Cleveland, and then the White Sox. But this is pretty clearly a two-team race. Uh, I was invested here preseason. I had a Brewers minus one seventy ticket. This number got as high as four, four and a half dollars on Milwaukee, but they they really have not opened up a big lead at, at zero point. I think the largest lead was four and a half, five games for the Brewers have been given a lot of market respect. Here they are, only with a two-game lead entering play today. Still minus 240 to win the division. Maybe it's just, for me, the the slight cynicism as a Brewer fan watching these games night in, night out. I don't know how you make them that big of a favorite. It feels much more coin flippy to yeah, me. Yeah, it, it does to me too because this is not a team that that hits on a regular basis, quite frankly. So the pitching, I think, even though it's declined a little bit staff wide, Corbin Burns obviously has still been very good. Eric Lauer kind of has been the nice surprise, I think, on that staff this year. But you've seen Woodruff's numbers go down a little bit. Peralta's numbers go down a little bit. But uh, you know, the reason why I think that that they're that big is because the Cardinals starting to get some injuries. Remember, Jack Flaherty came back. Now he's back on the injured list with a bad shoulder. Harrison Bader is out right now with the foot injury. Yachty Molina is still out. Jordan Hicks has been on and off the DL a little bit. Steven Matt still has not come back. So the Cardinals pitching staff all of a sudden hurting a little bit. The old guys in the lineup, though, the older gentlemen, uh, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, have really kept up the pace and have hit the ball very well. I don't know if I would make Goldschmidt the odds-on favorite like he was last week to win the NL MVP, but... But, 
you never Cardinals are just one of those teams, and I understand your cynicism. Now it's coming from a fan standpoint from you, obviously. Yeah, they never being go from, away. The being Cardinals. from Milwaukee, but that's what the Cardinals do. The Cardinals just somehow find a way, and you know they've never really been a power team, but they will paper cut you to death. No, they will single and double you to death, and that's kind of like the Cardinals' way. They're usually a very smart team, even though defensively can be a little mm-hmm. shaky. But you know you want to get Yachty back. Obviously, you're not not only having your pitchers out, but having your, one of the better pitcher framers I think still in the league even at his older age so yeah the Cardinals I think a lot of the reason why you're seeing them so much plus money where it's not more of a coin flip like you and I think it should be is a lot because of the injuries yeah and it's two teams too they they go about things so differently right and, and you look at the Cardinals this year eighth and run scored eighth and average you know in overall major league rankings they've they've been running a lot too third in stolen bases and and been hitting for a decent amount of pop top half of the league in on base and OPS but it's it, the pitching is where things really fall off and that's where you always worry about teams like that who run super hot and cold Mm-hmm. especially at the plate. And like we saw Adam Wainwright pitch yesterday. He's a guy who has a what a 221 home ERA this year and then an ERA well over four on the road. That's kind of that staff in a nutshell where there's so much variance. They're really hard to pin down. And a starting rotation that's you know, like their 21st in staff whip among the starters, their bottom, uh, bottom 10 in walks per nine, bottom five in strikeouts per nine. And uh, they gave up a lot of hits too, 18th in hits per nine. And it's not like the bullpen's been that reliable either. Pretty, pretty league average uh, across that pen. And without a true reliable closer option, and like Jordan Hicks has been used at times right. as that guy, but they've used him now more of an opener. We don't know if Alex Race will even pitch this year. Yes. That kind of remains to be seen. That is where the, the issues arise there with St. Louis. But I think the point we're making here, Wes, is either way, it feels like unless you have, a, unless you have some conviction here on one of these teams to win the division – I'm not sure you really have a lot of confidence yeah. to want to back either of these teams making deep runs. Into yeah, the I, I probably wouldn't get involved in this standpoint because I think it should be a little bit closer. So that would say there's value on the Cardinals, but like I go back to the injuries for this team, and, and that's hard to say, okay, when are all these guys, especially on that pitching staff, going to be for, back? For sure. Meanwhile, if you look at Milwaukee, it's kind of the, the polar opposite, right? Where hitting just hasn't really been there. 23rd in overall average. Now, they found, they found ways to uh, score. They're at least top half in run score. Scored, but uh, look, it's a team that has been able to to mash its way to some success. But again, they go very hot and cold. They're somehow fourth in the majors in home runs, well. right? But it, they all come in bunches, and you yes. see you see them go in stretches where like a Hunter Renfro, a Willie Adamas, and then go you're like, how do, how do they do that? Yeah, when they it go seems hot. like all their games are three to two. I know. They go white, white hot for a week, and then they look like they've never been in a batting cage before for another week stretch. But the starting pitching, number one in strikeouts per nine, they're top half of the league in hits per nine. 13th in whip, 14th in ERA, and the bullpen led by Devin Williams and Josh Hader. At the back end there, West, they're 7th in strikeouts per 9 and 10th uh, in hits per 9, 12th yeah, in whip as well. one of the best bullpens, I think, it's, really in the league in the 8th and ninth inning. The question, though, what do you make of the, the midseason struggles here for Josh Hader? He's given, up, he's given up now over his last five outings. It's been four innings pitched, six earned runs allowed. Gave up the walk-off three-run homer yesterday to Minnesota. Didn't even get an out. And this is a guy who you could have made an outside case for a Cy Young the yeah. way he started the year. Didn't he, give up well, a run. Well, yeah, he hadn't given up a run, I think, until that Phillies game. Phil, yeah, June the 7th against yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, and that's when the Phillies, uh, right after they fired Joe Girardi and Rob Thompson got promoted to manager, I think they went on like an eight- or nine-game winning streak, yeah, swept the Brewers actually up there at uh, Miller Park. So 
I don't want to necessarily push the panic button though on Josh Hader. He seems like a guy that kind of figures it out. I just think uh, you're getting in kind of into the dog days of summer a little bit. I don't want to be overly cliche by saying that, but that's, I think, where he is. And look, we're coming up on the All-Star break, obviously. Uh, at Sunday, we will be beginning the All-Star we break. We will be. And and for what that's worth, Brewers came out today. They said they're not worried at all about Hader. He is going to skip the All-Star game. He was voted to the team. But his wife just had a very difficult uh, pregnancy. They just mm-hmm. gave birth to the child. So he's going home. He's had This will be the third different stint that he's he's left the team for. So you wonder if that's a, that's been a factor at all. But it's it's a long way of us saying we feel the numbers should be a little bit tighter than they are. Having said all that, there's not a number I'd really love to make. I'm just standing Pat West with my one, minus 170 ticket there in Milwaukee. Just We're going to hope it gets there. <laughs> at least mm-hmm. my, my, eight, my other preseason bet was the A's win total under 69.5, and that thing is – not like a lock. But yeah, that's basically but you're there. looking good. We're looking, we're looking quite good. Meanwhile, uh, sure enough, uh, Kelly, Framber Valdez falls behind three and one. Little dribble to the right side, mm-hmm. thrown away by the second baseman. So, red runner on second, and they're going to try to bunt. Come on, what? Why do we need to bunt? It's 2022. What do we do? One last pitch. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 plus only. Terms and conditions. Another eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Blue Moon, you saw me standing alone. That Please song. Continue. Remember, Please uh, continue. Ra- I don't know if you were a, a boxing fan. If this you remember, just in. if you Blue remember, Moon's off our reads list tomorrow. Uh oh. <laughs> we've lost. Probably. We've lost that sponsorship. Sorry, but uh, yeah. If you remember, uh, if you're a boxing fan, remember Ricky Hatton. Sure. Former uh, Walter White sure. champion. Uh, he would have that slow Bulu moon coming out, and they'd be in this big stadium somewhere in England, uh, Manchester, and London, and it'd be a really slow song. Then it'd be like, I said, blah, blah, and it'd be like the metal, and all these ruffians would just go crazy in the stands over there. That's a, that's a hell of a pull, too. I mean, to, to, but that's, that's what we get with Wes Reynolds on the desk. I mean, that's the type of thing. The great Ricky Hatton Ricky until Hatton. he did get in the ring with Floyd Mayweather. Well, that's what it was. I was like, what was the fight I'm remembering him from? And it was that. Because it was of, one of those yeah. that we tried to build up so much, and then it was. And then it just yeah. didn't go up. Meanwhile, Framber Valdez, uh, he, in the process of walking another batter, throws two wild pitches in that. Actually, there was one wild pitch uh, that a runner did not advance on. But then he does throw a wild pitch on ball four. So it is now 2-2. Angels have tied it against the Astros. And now not only is the uh, our strikeout prop is pretty much uh, in doubt here. We need five more. Our strikeout meter has not changed at all. But uh, now the game is tied, so we need that, uh, too, Framber to get 10 strikeouts for Houston and the Astros One to One very interesting result is you're going to get, if you bet an underdog tonight, and that being the Cincinnati Reds, not the biggest of dogs, not what we were seeing, still about $1.60, $1.70. They are now up 4-1, to one, three runs here in wow. the top of the eighth. Uh, Jonathan Lewisica gives up four hits and three earned here, so... You know, I can hear our friend Will Hill panicking there in New York, though, about this bullpen. I know he's kind of been warning about it on the network and uh, got some injuries, got some guys still out. And uh, the bullpen has, quite frankly, looked shaky for the Yankees the last few days. Look, Reds have been 
live too. They've been playing. You, I know you follow them. They've been they're, playing much better baseball. They're not a good team, but they at least they're not a, they're not an auto fade every night. They're just not. They're, yeah, they're I, I just don't want them to finish last, or maybe I do. I, I just want to force uh, the Castellinis to sell that team that, and get somebody in there that yeah. really wants to win. Would, that would certainly be nice, at least in this uh, this eighth inning for the Reds. Uh, you look at uh, Kyle Farmer and Joey Votto, yeah. each each getting the job done. Two guys who have uh, who've certainly been the bright spots after the very slow start for Votto. Three-run inning there uh, for Cincinnati. If you bet the uh, guy to lead in strikeouts tonight, and where I probably should have won is one Tristan McKenzie. He goes eight strong, 109 pitches, career high in terms of a pitch count. 12 strikeouts, uh, the in, wow. or the uh, Guardians, rather, I almost said the old name. You're Four good. to nothing here in the bottom of the eighth. And then Nelson Cruz base it for the Nats bottom eight, so they're trying to make things interesting. If you were a run line backer for Atlanta, time to sweat a little bit. 5-3 Braves as they go uh, to the ninth inning in that one. It looks like we're all caught up on, on the rest of the scores. Only other thing, uh, Mariners, they did get on the board there. 4-1 is now your score into the bottom of the four. Sam Haggerty inside the park home run, Wes. <laughs> Of course. Can't wait. I can't wait to see of course, what happens. Uh, Sam so. Haggerty, second homer of the year, and it comes on an inside the parker. Yeah, both of these. It's actually been Perez that's been a little bit worse on the pitching, even though he's struck out more guys. Uh, both these guys, we were anticipating regression. What I really should have done is with the over, because these are both pitch contact guys. Marco Gonzalez for Seattle, Martin Perez, and certainly a lot of contact on both sides as we've already gotten 10 hits in the game. And that leaves us with just one game still to go tonight. We talked NL Central odds last segment. It'll lead us right into our discussion, Wes, on the nightcap. You've got to play here. Corbin Burns and the Milwaukee Brewers taking on Carlos Rodon, the lefty, and San Francisco looking across the market. This at DraftKings is an even minus 110 on both sides, depending on where else you shop. Most books have the Brewers as very slight favorites, including behind us at the South Point at minus 108. Highest number right now, minus 111. So there are, there's one shop out there you can find the Giants plus money at 101, but not a surprise, Wes, to see this the lowest totaled game of the night, and that 6.5 juiced pretty healthily to the under from either minus 115 or minus 120. Yeah, and that's why you saw these guys on the strikeout favorites, because rightfully so. If you look in the National League, the top three amongst uh, strikeout-to-walk percentage ratio in the National League, Corbin Burns is first, Aaron Nola second, Carlos Rodon is third, so both of these pitchers having very good seasons. Uh, if you look at Rodon, a little bit of a dip in the velocity, from earlier in the year and plus last year on the south side of Chicago. But last time out, nine innings, only one run given up against San Diego in his last start. The bullpen, we talked about how good of a quality of a bullpen, obviously, with Devin Williams and Josh Hader for Milwaukee, but they've been used pretty heavily the last two days. So they're going to need Corbin Burns. Probably. I would, yeah, I would assume they're no going to need Hader, him to go uh, seven. I'd have to think no Hader tonight pitching in back to back days. And he pitched in a day game after a night game was lit up yesterday. Yeah. And Devin Williams has pitched back to back days. Brad Boxberger, who's been their seventh inning guy, he's pitched back to back days. Trevor Gott uh, just pitched yesterday. He's, mm-hmm. he's been another high leverage. Uh, pitcher as well, so no, I'm I I completely feel what you're what you're getting at here with the bullpen, and, and probably an edge there to San Francisco, and with the Brewers too, 23rd and WRC plus against left-handed pitching, they're going to face a lefty here with uh, Carlos Rodon. Uh, really, Tellez and Christian Yelich are better against against right-handed pitchers. So uh, just looking at this. Uh, I would have made the Giants the favorite. I took them at even money. I thought okay. that they actually should have been a small favorite. I would say two pre- and pretty weak lineup for Milwaukee tonight relative to their normal uh, base starting nine. Colton Wong, Omar Narvaez, a couple of lefties. They're being held out tonight against mm-hmm. Rodon. And then Christian Yelich, who's missed now the last couple of games. He was questionable coming in, and a couple hours ago they ruled him out uh, with a, a back that is flaring up once again for Yelich. So he is out of the lineup. And uh, as far as the lineups for this game, 
you're going to have things much much weaker on the Milwaukee side. It, the Yelich thing has been, you know, from the fan perspective, has been wildly maddening for for Brewers fans over the past couple of years. It's, and it, this season has continued where the numbers just are not there. Hard hit percentage is up, but when you're hitting balls on the ground left and right, right. kind of negates the whole idea of hitting the ball hard when you're hitting it right at people and not getting it airborne. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that's what uh, one of the reasons I, I did like the Giants here. And uh, Rodon was a guy that I thought was going to be maybe a, an El Sion favorite. Still kind of up there. I don't think that that award has n- nearly been decided, even though Musgrove currently the favorite sure. in the market. But, uh, you know, the one thing I'll say for Milwaukee, Burns has been so key for these guys because it's like, can he really follow up that season like he did last year? And he is absolutely doing it. Uh, actually, the Giants have seen Burns already once this season. They were playing up in Miller Park. Burns struck him out 11 times in six and two-thirds, and the Giants only got two hits and two walks in terms of getting any base runners. So, uh, you know, Carlos Rodon, uh, I just look at, at the numbers here, and the numbers are very similar in terms of the strikeout rate, 31%. That's one of the tops in baseball. His pitches only allowing a 221 expected batting average. It doesn't really walk a lot of guys, only 8%. So, uh Carlos Rodon, even money in the Giants for me tonight nice. in the nightcap. But I believe both of those pitchers are at seven and a half in the strikeout prop. Would not yeah, blame I was looking, anybody I was for looking going at DraftKings. I was, by the way, looking at that to see what the odds were on that. And you got to pay heavy juice. Over seven and a half on Rodon, 170, and I think oh. minus 180 on Corbin Burns. That's a lot for eight yes. plus strikeouts. But you look, all right, lineups here. I, I mentioned Brewers, it's pretty weak tonight. Only two guys hitting over 250. Andrew McCutcheon, Willie Adamas, Mike Brasso is your three hitter. Hunter Renfro, then Victor Caratini, who uh, mm-hmm. th- th- has, has been the backup catcher this year. He hits fifth. Luis Urias, Rowdy Tellez, Pedro Severino, and Jonathan Davis. So uh, zero home runs hit from three of the nine in the order for Milwaukee. And uh, and that, that's kind of why I think you're, you're leaning that way. So, all right. In the meantime, we since we did this great exercise, Kelly, of lining up all these strikeouts across the desk, Framer yeah. Valdez has exactly zero strikeouts since then. Yeah, sad and what eighty something pitches? I think he's up to. I don't think he's gonna get there. I we were what's gonna happen? Really? Tonight. Okay, the swing, the swing thing here. Framber was at five strikeouts in the third inning, had a one-two count on back-to-back hitters, and and couldn't uh, couldn't couldn't uh, shut the door. Couldn't do it. Two-two game right now. Going to the uh, still in the top of the fifth. Two-two. Sometimes the ball bounces your way. Sometimes it doesn't. Right. Is that the old Bidland family saying. You got that on a mantle up there. It's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> uh, NBA free crumbles. agent news just coming off hot off the presses. Uh, Austin Rivers one-year deal with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh. So I'm sure the bookmakers are uh, moving Scrambling. the future odds as we speak on this news. We didn't get to it in, in when we talked next team odds, Kelly, but. Are you at the point now where, I mean, Kyrie, the Lakers are the favored team at minus 160? Are you, are you, are you in line with this from, uh, from everything we're hearing? I think there's a – I'm in the camp, and I, I think a little bit in the minority of, of this goes – Kyrie and Durant are either both gone or they're both back. I, I cannot see the Nets actually making a move to trade Durant and then being okay with bringing Kyrie back after – I mean, I don't want. I don't want to say that all this. This is all his fault. While it, why it didn't work out in Brooklyn, but frankly, what they've gone through the past couple of years with him has not been uh, fantastic. So I cannot imagine that he basically put them in this situation with Durant. I cannot see them trading Durant 
and then bringing him back. I actually think that would be the point where they would call up the Lakers and say, "Okay, fine, send us Westbrook mm-hmm. and whatever else mm-hmm. you can, whatever else you can get get us, and yeah, we'll, this, we'll take it." This uh, Laker power struggle, if there is such a thing, is going to be fascinating because there are different factions. Obviously, Clutch Sports, uh, LeBron and Rich Ball, who are kind of ex officio GMs, or at least that's what it perceives to be. But uh, is Jeannie Bus going to kind of take control and say, "Hey, I'm the owner here," you know, mm-hmm. and and my faction matters. Uh, of course, she listens to the Rambuses and then Rob Palenka. So a big old mess out there in Elsagun. You couldn't pay me money to bet into this market. That's, that's all I will say on this. Uh, Lakers are favorites for Kyrie Irving to play next. We'll wrap up the show right after this. Recap our open bets for round number two. That's next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back for the final time on primetime action at West. What a ridiculous series this Reds team What a ridiculous we, team mean, this Cincinnati uh, Reds team is. They, they are. And after we had, what, the first game of the series where yeah. the Yankees were 48-0 when leading into the ninth inning, Reds were 0-49 when trailing going into the ninth inning, 
What happened? Yankees blew a 3-0 lead. We had big comebacks galore last night. Yankees end up winning uh, that game by a run, and here we go. It was 4-1 Reds into the bottom of the eighth. And after a three spot there in the top half, Aaron Judge, 31st home run of the year, mm-hmm. to start to that inning. And now Glaber Torres, two-run bomb with two outs, four Four game, both those homers off Jeff Hoffman. Yeah, Jeff Hoffman uh, gives up both of those shots. So now four to four. Joey Gallo up two outs, but four to four. So uh, if you bet the over, Luis Castillo, man, he certainly helped you out tonight. Poor Luis Castillo looked like he was going to get a decision, a very good outing for him. So uh, all tied at four, and uh, the Red Sox trying to mount a rally here as well. Jalen Verdugo with a uh, RBI double, yeah. Yeah, it is Jalen Beeks on uh, to try to close it out for the Rays. Bogarts with the base hit, and then Alex Verdugo with a double. He, of course, had the walk-off on Saturday night against the Yankees. So uh, five to four there in Tampa. Bottom of the ninth, last chance for the Nats. It is five to three Braves, and also one out left for the Cleveland Guardians to close out and shut out the Detroit Tigers. Tristan McKenzie, the hero on the night, yep. twelve strikeouts. Looks like they'll they'll get her done there. Eduardo Escobar base hit f- uh, to drive it run for the Mets, so they have taken a five nothing lead in to the top of the fifth. Those are all our, our baseball uh, updates for now. Let us discuss. We brought it up a little bit at the top of the show, Wes, but open championship odds now heading into round two. What we like, what we think represents value after, okay, you, you saw what happened today from uh, Cameron Young going out shooting an eight under 64. The numbers unassailable for Young leads the field in strokes gained T to green, nearly seven shots on the field. Wasn't like he was white hot with the putter, mm-hmm. so you have to at least like his chances to somewhat sustain this, but he's Right now, fourth on the odds board, plus 850. Rory McIlroy, your pre-tournament favorite. His odds shortened from about 10 to 1 to plus 330. Six under 66. Then there's Cam Smith, five under. He is your second odds favorite at plus 650. And then Scotty Scheffler, one of a bunch of guys at the four under mark. He is plus 750. Any value you see first off, West, if well, we're looking at round two matchups? Well, here? let me just start with the guys at the top of the board. Uh, Rory McIlroy, kind of over the last few years, the bugaboo has really been, he gets off the slow starts in majors, then he heats up in rounds two, three, and four. So now you look here in 2022, uh, far in opening days at major championships, 65, 67, and now 66. So in the past three opening days, obviously 65 at the PGA, 67 at Brookline for the U.S. Open, and 66 today at St. Andrews. So, uh, you know, eventually you almost feel like McElroy is going to pull one of these off. He's yeah. been so close a couple times this year. Of course, had that great rally on Sunday at Augusta when he shot 64. But uh, look, I'm not, I didn't bet him at 10 to 1. I'm not going to necessarily bet him at 330. I think he is the rightful favorite at the top of the market. My guy, Cameron Smith, I think a lot of us here at the network, I know Kelly has him. I think Matt Brown has him. Matt Humans has him. You know, 30 to 1. He's now plus 650. I think rightfully so. I think Cameron Smith is going to hang in there. Good round from Scotty Scheffler, though, in the afternoon in the much harder conditions to mm-hmm. shoot four under 68. So he's right there. And then you see Cameron Young. He's the fourth choice. And look, he's going to win on the PGA Tour. I bet him a few times this year, gotten a couple runner ups yeah. with him. But Cameron Young is a really talented guy. So he's going to win. Maybe it's going to be this week he's going to be the first guy to win on debut at St. Andrews since Tony Lee. 
Lima did in 1964. I know you remember that of very course. well, Ben Wilson. <laughs> like that, it was just, that just rolled off the tongue Absolutely. right there. But uh, Cameron Smith, look, uh, one of those guys, him and Cantlay, pretty much at the top of, uh, I think, the uh, rankings, the world golf rankings in terms of best players not to win a major. Cantlay, number four. Smith, number five. Smith, a lot better position, I think, than Cantlay, even though Cantlay was in the afternoon. So if I was looking in play, just based on you know the trend, I don't want to say, okay, you know, that it's lock, stock, and barrel, but we know being about three off the lead, that's kind of where you have to be, at least going forward. Uh, I think uh, every Open winner at St. Andrews since 1939, this isn't the Open overall in terms of history, but at St. Andrews, that's 15 champions, 15 different Opens that have been had here, has been at or within three of the lead after the first after the first round. But look, all trends can be broken, so we yeah. shall see. I think there's some guys down the board, though, that can do that. I mean, especially Wes, I think that, like you said, yeah, down the board, there's definitely some guys. And who knows with the weather, right? I mean, if we get really calm conditions and then really rough conditions, you know, somehow tomorrow and then over, you know, and then over the weekend, it's just some of these guys can. I mean, this this leaderboard could so easily flop. So I I think it's tough on the live, Mm -hmm. on the updated outright market. Yeah. I, it's tough for me to really throw a name out there because uh, uh, because I, the I, guy I'd recommend is the guy I'm already on, and that's Dustin Johnson at sixteen to one, and that was kind of an understated story of the day. And look, I've made my views clear. I don't really like this live golf thing. I don't think it's long term good for the game. But these guys remember how horrible they were at the U.S. Open because keep in mind they played the week before just outside of London, mm-hmm. so you have to take you know uh, a cross ocean flight over here, but. A lot of these guys played very well. Lee Westwood shot a 68. Dustin Johnson a 68. Taylor Gooch a 68. Ian Poulter a 69. He holed a putt of over 160 feet today because what we talked about last night, there are double greens here at St. Andrews. So you're going to get these long, long putts. And Ian Poulter made one. Bryson DeChambeau also, by the way, shot 69 as well. Bryson was, uh, he left some on, as we talked about earlier, he left some shots yeah. out there as well. For the, round two, I, like, so I just have one bet uh, for tomorrow. I'm going to look at Shane Lowry here in a matchup. I already have him full tournament in a matchup over Matthew Fitzpatrick, so we're pushing on that one so far uh, at even money. Both of those guys were uh, even par today. Shane Lowry, though, snaps an eight-round streak at the old course under par, was 19 for 21, 19 wow. rounds under par in the 21 he had played, was brutal on the putting green today, lost over two-and-a-half strokes gained on the putting surface, was three over through three. I mean, he got himself into a big hole early, had to claw his way out on the back nine, but gained over two and a half strokes on approach. He was good around the greens, basically about field average off Mm -hmm. the tee. Uh, So Lowry's a guy I totally expect to bounce back. And up against someone in Colin Morikawa, who only hit 14 fairways today, he was was a little bit up and down. If you look at his, uh, his strokes gain numbers, uh, guys was basically uh, to you know field average there lost a stroke around the greens which has certainly been his bugaboo was basically average on the putting surface and only gained uh, just under a stroke on approach which is kind of his uh, the name yeah. of his game so I certainly expect two guys in the clubhouse at even par I laid the dollar thirty there with uh, Lowry tomorrow I like that one Ben that that was that's one I might end up on as well I'm seeing minus one twenty five on Lowry on that same exact matchup over at DraftKings another one I love I love over at DraftKings Tony Finau minus one ten over Will Zell. Taurus. A lot of mm-hmm. what you talked about that went wrong with Lowry today is the same kind of things that went wrong with Fina. 
now uh, lost over two, uh, two, two and a half strokes putting uh, today, but was great off the tee. Uh, you know, pretty good overall tee to green game. So if he, he can pick up some strokes back on the greens, now obviously we know that is the part, part of his game that he struggles with a bit. Um, right. But I do like him over Zalatoris. Uh, in a round two matchup, I think if I see something like that here in town in Vegas, I will be betting that. Um, and then the other one I circled to look out for is is, is Rom. Uh, same th- kind of uh, same sort of thing. Lost almost three strokes uh, putting today. A guy I'm not as high on for this tournament as I was uh, for Lowry and Finau. I had plenty of pre-tournament bets on both those guys. Um, but Rom, I think if I find a right matchup for him, I might be playing him. Yeah, as well. one I was looking at. I was actually going to bring that up, Kelly. Uh, Rom is matched up in a lot of markets. I think with Matt Fitzpatrick yeah, tomorrow. Not even yeah, mine. And I am me. seeing basically minus one ten, and even a couple faraway places uh, minus one oh five on both sides. So, uh, yeah, I would like Rom over Fitzpatrick. I think Fitzpatrick was kind of a guy we weren't necessarily high on. The pressure of being the last major champion, the fact that you're playing in the U.K., he is an Englishman, the fact that – Look, he's never finished. Uh, I think he's finished T20 one time here at the Open Championship. So this is not a guy you would expect, okay, man, he's got a lot of top fives, a lot of top tens. Really not so if you look at his career. And then, Wes, I don't, you know, I don't read into I, – I try not to read into post-round comments too much – but he was really one of the guys that was very upset today about how long, uh, you know, the rounds took for everybody. Yes. The over six hours, he basically called it a disgrace. This should not be happening in golf. And I, you know, to see Matt Fitzpatrick, you don't really ever see him very emotional one way or the mm-hmm. other. So that kind of st- stuck out to me a bit. Maybe this is really kind of affecting this guy more more than you would have thought. So, yeah, I, I think if I see that a matchup like that tonight, I'll probably be on that one as well. Yeah, Matt Fitzpatrick, by the way, was in that group with Max Homa and one Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know. But they said it what, probably, took him an hour to play 14. That yeah, was what Homa said after the round. That's yeah, insane. Yeah, and, and, and I think, look, it was not just Tiger shooting six over, but obviously he contributed to the length of that round, but these were really long all the way across the board today. You would think, and you pointed out, Kelly, if there's one guy you would think would be cool with being on a golf course for nearly uh, seven hours, Mm -hmm. it would be Matt Fitzpatrick, but if it's getting to him, clearly it's going to be an issue. Uh, It does it for us tonight. We have the nightcap with Tim Murray and Sean King coming up next. Been an absolute blast hanging out with you, Wes. Good to be with you, Ben, as always. Of course. And for Kelly Bidlin, the rest of our outstanding crew, I'm Ben Wilson saying so long here from Primetime Action on Vista and the Sports Betting Network. Catch the nightcap. It's coming your way right after this. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. 
if you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.